so uh, my beautiful boy is gone, and my second beautiful boy has arrived. <laughs> I, I don't know how this is going to go. Uh, I really don't even have, like, a fucking cold open or anything fun for this, because I'm kind of nervous, because there is a big contrast between playing a character for so long that can kill a dragon, and then playing a character for so long that can, like, not do any of that. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so... You know, it would be see. really helpful to have the character that has killed a dragon. It would be. You made this choice. I did. Yeah. I made this choice a really long time ago, too. Yeah. We all have to pay for it now. Thanks, um, Yeah. Well, you know, that, what are friends for? <laughs> yeah. No big deal. Yeah. But uh, I redid... Uh, so, when I first had Spadefoot, he was written a certain way. And now that we have progressed with the game, we're playing a completely different game. So, I did have to level him up. I had to destroy the character and then rebuild him all the way back up. So he doesn't have some of the same stuff. He has some new stuff, but I kept a few of the old things. Like he's obviously still a sage, but I've got some other fun shit. So you've got so. a really, since you had this opportunity, you have a really well fleshed out character, right? Mm-hmm. Really well rounded. Really, yeah. It's going to be effective, even useful, possibly. Mm. Well, you know, all of those would be helpful, um, but this doesn't sound like a yes. <laughs> <laughs> I took a lot of fun things. <laughs> fun for you. Fun for me. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm the one playing a game, and I want to have fun. Yeah, yeah. Okay, now, I did take a few things that'll be beneficial. The fate of the world does not rest. <clears throat> no. <clears throat> nope. No. On me being not. a sword fighter? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, good. I am glad that you, because I didn't really know that you started from zero mm-hmm. on kind of rebuilding him so I'm, I'm glad that you did that because that's always sort of been in line with spadefoot's i even of, re-rolled that's cool spadefoot's yeah. sort of like the essence of the character is about adapting not just to like a different world than they were you know born and surrounded by but born and surrounded by but general like taking the best parts of others and celebrating that by becoming them in some ways and I think, like, you know, and Sifade su- having an almost supernatural affinity to do that is where the sageness comes in and stuff. For know? sure. But it's really neat to to see, like, not only the influences of the original party on him, mm-hmm. but, like, also the, origi- the influences of, of this sort of trek and almost rebirth that he's been on has, has shaped him into almost a completely different person when he arrives um, here at this this encampment of uh, the conquest of the the Crimson King. <laughs> yeah, I did take, um, before we hop into it, I did all of the spells are based on how you guys treated Spadefoot and what we did while um, we were around each other. Oh, that's interesting. So I'm pretty stoked for that. I put mm. a lot of time and effort into making him useless. So Perfect. <laughs> I have to know yeah. that there was like some fundamentally like, there's some fundamental kindness that was happening there in many ways from all the other characters, which I, mm-hmm. I didn't really expect. I expected more of a begrudging team trying to do this, but it was interesting to see like their, their almost love for Spadefoot pretty quickly start, you know. What, what was that? <laughs> Nothing. Unbelievable. Uh, Just decide to like. I lost my fucking pin! How could you have done this? Well, show's over. 
I really don't. Okay. Thanks for tuning in, folks. Oh, I thought you just took our podcast as an opportunity to do that thing that, like, fifth graders do on their desk with their pencils. I thought you were literally, like, slapping your knees and shit trying to make music. I was like, cool, man. That's, <laughs> no. that's great decision. What are you that's, yeah, about? that's Justin yeah, Straub. Um, Anyways, here we are. Here we are. You want me I to- made it back. You want me to- Set the set the stage. You want to get into it? Yeah, turn them lights on. You guys, ready? Turn the lights on. You want me to turn the lights That's on? That's a metaphorical fucking phrase. Oh, okay, <laughs> so, like I'll get up and turn the lights on. Nope. Okay, we will, we will start. So there you were, at the foot of the crimson citadel, now fallen, and a new chapter in your lives is beginning. The folk around you that have joined your cause are all surrounding. Lionel, this this figure who is telling a story, this figure who um, into the night is telling the story of Spadefoot, all the while kind of presenting the acorns in his two outstretched palms. Fire flickers on his golden braids and strong jaw as he talks about a time when he was once a young campaigner and had an adventurous spirit. And so too did his partner who ventured into the wilds of the Fae. And only one, only one fawn in the Fae helped him find his partner when she was lost. Only one made the decision to break from the untold immortal revelry of the wilds and pick up a blade by his side and he is here now. These acorns, which were once sent out as an innocuous message, a sort of letter to him, but as Lionel holds them out in the firelight, he explains that these are a message. These are a message that say, I am here. I am here to help. He'll be arriving shortly. I've told him where we are, we have been in contact for a few weeks now. And in the dawn, as the amber light crests the hill of your encampment, you see a silhouette on the eastern horizon of your long-lost partner, clad in white fur, wearing a mantle of big golden horns. His one eye, his one good eye left, scanning over this mass of people who have chosen to, despite pain and suffering, help themselves, just like he has. And he slowly bounds and ventures down a soft, grassy knoll to meet with his people. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for cutting the tension, Justin. Uh, I think Spadefoot walks up to you guys. Sort of looks at you. Um, so you guys didn't keep up braiding your hair, I see. What happened to your horns? Well, they're they're horns now. They they were before, but now like it's this that's a lot. That's a whole lot of <sighs> Well um, My beard's not got any longer. That's not true. I mean, it's not. He's got a terminal length, Madeline. Oh fuck. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah. It happened. <laughs> R.I.P. Herbert. Hey, it's right there in his, his fucking waistband. That's that's a good length. Um, I uh, <laughs> you know, they just they they grew. Well, uh, it's good to see you. Uh, it's good to see you three too. 
Where have you been? Well, I got frostbite. Then I went to the tea house. <laughs> then I walked over a hill. Um, then I walked over a river. And then uh, we killed a Zargo. We, um, that's pretty cool. Well, by we, I mean me. I encase myself in clay. Well, I didn't. Um, Moergrok encased me in clay, and then my horns grew, and then I could grow trees. And also, I'm the son of Jackalope, so I've got some weird shit going on. Um, we've got a really long way to walk. And at what point did you lose an eye? Oh, that was at the beginning of the story. Yeah, so I forgot to point that out. I don't know, taken back. Yeah, your face is way different now. Mm. I also, um, I aged. Yeah. Um, also, this is uh, Gwydion. Hello, I haven't met you. Gwydion, this I've is... I've heard about yeah, you. Yeah, this is Spadefoot, the uh, the goat that was uh, traveling when it was there for a little bit. <laughs> That's mm. me, the goat. Yeah, it seems they picked me up to replace you for a while. I wasn't Did it work? Was, you know, some mutual benefit. Sure, sure. <laughs> You've literally saved my life at least once. I know, I'm just kidding. It's a pleasure to meet you, Spadefoot. Where are you I'm from? Glad you're here. I'm from Veermore. Where we're going? Mm-hmm. That's where we need to go next. I'm assuming you're coming with us. Well, I did not walk all this way to stand here in this field forever, so yes. Good. Do you guys, uh, I mean, has, has everybody healed up? Yeah, I'd say at this point. I mean, yeah, at this yeah, point, yeah, we're all... Everybody doesn't look like shit anymore? Yeah, we've been through a rest. Probably, probably okay. real dirty okay, okay, okay. we haven't, you know, haven't had any bathing done or... Mm. I imagine Herbert's parachute pants are all torn up. <laughs> oh, Damn. shit. Did he wear par- those parachute pants? <laughs> he he never had a chance to change out of that. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Just like golden in the sun. Let an entire, mm. like, holy as fuck. Fucking political rebellion. Yeah. What do we think Echo... Echo's hair looks like at this point. Mm. It's probably frizzed out a little bit. After it was, like, fixed by E. Yeah. I imagine every chance she got, she just, like, rolled around in a pile of leaves. I see, in my imagination, she has done absolutely no upkeep of it. Mm. None whatsoever. So, it's been how long since the meeting? Long enough. (laughs) As someone who has hair like that, yeah, it's been long enough. I think it's probably just a, a tangled mess now. It's not matted like it was before, but maybe starting to a little bit. Again, I say um, you didn't keep up braiding your hair. Uh, it looks a little unbraided. I don't know how to braid my hair. Well, there's a lot to unpack there. <laughs> Should we start walking and we could catch up then? You know, the whole there being a dragon. Yeah. How did you lose your eye? Well, the Zargo took it. Literally took it out of my skull. What's well, the thing you killed it? A Zargo. Him, her, they, whatever. I'm not entirely sure what the complications are of that, but yes, they're dead now. Well, we met uh, Queen Zaga, excuse me, King Zaga, and uh, that was a and? bit of a mess. He ate a mouse right in front of us, this little fluffy thing. He just 
Who would eat a mouse? I was across the room, but I still heard the crunch. Who would crunch on a mouse? Somebody really hungry. King Zargo. So, I can imagine that uh, meeting this Zargo that you did was probably about the same as us meeting King Zargo? She... she... she could have been fine. I don't know. Maybe? I've met one. I imagine they're all kind of the same. Bit off the rocker. What was her purpose? Why was she... why was she attacking you? She was, um, a priest, right? Priest? Paladin. Priest? Paladin? I suppose it's not inaccurate. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, priest. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, that's sort of what I thought it is. that's basically what a paladin is, yeah. Okay. Uh, she was a, you know, sort of like you, Herbert. But for Zale. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Ew. I did, um, take her sword. That's cool. He sort of, like, brings out this crazy-looking dragon sword. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I stole that shit. The spoils of war. Yes. Echo smiles just a little bit, and then she, like, holds her jacket arm out to show you the dragon scales. Oh, so you guys killed a dragon, too? Uh, yeah, we killed a couple. Small ones, babies. Yeah. Are so there... you killed a dragon. Well, there there was an adolescent dragon. I didn't necessarily land that last blow, so but it is dead. Is that four total? So three eggs, we destroyed one, killed two. It that sounds like I'm the one who needs to do some catching up. Ah, uh, you'll be fine. Maybe. Probably. Well, I mean, what what, what have you guys done? <laughs> uh, well, you know, walked the entire breadth of uh, this continent and uh, got a lot of fights and nearly died a couple of times and, uh, you know, got in some political intrigue, um, stole from uh, out from underneath a king. Oh. Uh, Killed the Crimson had King. Had some good food, some good okay. booze. Uh, oh, there was uh, this one place where everyone was eating each other. <laughs> we solved that, so that was fun. <laughs> we even got a really good shield out of it. Mm, um, yeah, I did. Yeah. Uh, we, we killed the guy that was fucking in this tower. Fuck him. Buried him. Just over there. Uh, oh. Echo points at, like, just a rock. <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, that's a lot of death. It's a, well, you know. It's um, a war. That's, it was. You're not wrong. I guess it well, still it is. Well, it still is. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think this has been awkward enough. We could, you know. Well, I'm glad you're not dead. <laughs> I'm glad you're not dead, too. And I'm glad- I did die for a second, actually. <laughs> little correction. Uh. Hmm. Yeah, me too. Oh. It's been fun. Uh, you know, a couple more scars, uh, but no worse for wear. I suppose as long as you're having fun, that's really all that matters. Yeah, f- f- fun. Also, as a uh, as a heads up, I think Numvoy might be around. Great. Just as a heads up, so you know. That's... I mean, that's refreshing, I guess. Are you forgetting that Spadefoot had this whole thing about upsetting yeah. Numboy? No, I'm not. He doesn't <laughs> is, care anymore. Is Spadefoot forgetting? I am far beyond that. I'm so far beyond that, it doesn't even fucking matter anymore. <laughs> Good yes and. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is Ezek uh, is here? Ezek is... Oh, yeah, I want to uh, meet a moon elf. Nearby, they're approaching with... Um, Arlo, I guess a little behind Arlo. Arlo is coming up to you, Spadefoot, like locking eyes with oh, you. Oh, great. Um, she's walking like tall and happy 
um, despite the the looming challenge that's ahead of you guys. <laughs> Quite the um, challenge. And she's she smiling though, seeing you now. The watchtower, you know, is, is sort of back together. The original unit. Oh yeah. Um, and you can see her appreciation of that start to to come in a sort of a sort of conclu- conclusion to to uh, a little story that's happening in her her own mind. I think in her heart. And she says, "Ah, oh, thank goodness we've got somebody competent to lead these folk to Vera more. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. It's so good to see you. It's good to see you, too. Um, are you all right? I'm, How have things gone? I'm so bad. And she just hugs you really tight. I'll hug her back. <laughs> in, the, in the silver armor. My goodness, I'm so horrible right now. But she's laughing. Like, she's <laughs> she's, like, not enjoying it. I think she's just enjoying being around everybody now, mm. and she's just... Oh, uh, the trauma's starting to set in. <laughs> she's happy. Like, she is, though. She really, you can see it on her face. I'm assuming, uh, Ezek's, like, right beside Arlo, right? Yeah. He's looking up at you with these big li- lilac eyes. <laughs> <laughs> the face he made is perfect. Um, hey, I'm Spadefoot. You seem important. Hello, Mr. Fawn. Why do you think I seem important? He kind of extends a hand up. I've seen your people do this. I will also awkwardly shake his hand. Okay, you guys just, you guys slide your palms together, fingers first, and then, without connecting your thumbs, make a sort of up and down motion rigidly with your arms. Ah, perfect. I think that's, that doesn't seem right, but we're going to pretend that it is right. It's only for us anyway. Ah, uh, yes, my awkward space friend. I have found him. I'm glad you, uh, I'm glad you've come. Uh, Lionel told us uh, about about your nature to help and well we need a lot of help and he kind of like looks over at this roughshod army that you have and although it is you know like these people are very impassioned the the realization that they are about to attempt to play a part in saving the world is dawning on them you can see there's like a young man with curly red hair who's just sort of stopped mid-step with a wheelbarrow filled with iron slag and he's looking over at you all wide-eyed just frozen one other person is kind of like laugh crying as they're sharpening their old family sword off in the distance yes i'm i'm i i I can't say that i feel bad i'm actually a bit excited i have sort of looked forward to this my whole life but um i am very scared i'm i guess nervous nervous is a better word so I appreciate. Mm, I think anxious is actually the word you're looking for. I'm not familiar with that term. Hmm. Well, you're feeling it. I'm feeling it. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling the anxiety happening now. <laughs> the birth of anxiety. It doesn't seem to be stopping. Uh, it doesn't. I think I'm going to be sick. Great. Is this normal? And he puts his left hand out and it's just like vibrating. <laughs> oh, I'll sort of gently hold his vibrating hand. Um, so I'm going to get this kid a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> um, he fucking drops, he fucking drops his Jaeger bomb into it. <laughs> and just starts chugging. Yeah. So, I mean, but you do seem important because you've got like a bag and and maps um oh is that what mm-hmm. that means absolutely that's why Gwydion looks important too Gwydion does have an air of importance mm-hmm. about him I it's agree. also the hair echo and herbert not really so much not so much yeah. 
Her trash. Rubs his like shaven head. <laughs> oh. like, is it hair? Is it bones? <laughs> I have an uncle at home um, that Herbert really reminds me of. Echo just sort of scares me. He's saying this in front of Echo. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's a healthy response to, to Echo. I think Echo's nice. Oh yeah. Are you? Yeah. Oh, you've met these people before. Oh yeah. I um I I traveled with Echo and Herbert originally, but not Gwydion. Oh, he kind of goes into a moment of isolated, deep thought. You can see him like looking at the ground and brings his hand to his chin. He's sort of thinking about something. Hmm. Okay, well, is everyone ready? Um, I would like to figure out what the fuck he just thought about. Oh, um, interesting. I mean, first off, I want to uh, discern him because Spadefoot totally would. Okay. Um, I would like Glad to, to have that back. Yeah. <laughs> Oof. Um, I want to know what this seems sinister, but this has a non-sinister reason. I think Spadefoot would think about this, but like, what's his weakness? This seems sinister. I'm only raising the dead for fun. Like, what do you mean? You can't like, say it is sinister. Um, I want to know what his weakness is. Like, I want to know, like, okay, if this dude's rolling with us, what the fuck is I'm he going to trip us up on? I think he's a moon elf, so he doesn't have a lot of, um, you know, Luna Lelorians don't really have a lot of, like, weaknesses. They can't fucking die. I think that, man, I don't really know how to answer a question. Because, I mean, you're talking about somebody that's essentially immortal. Um, I think Spadefoot gains a fundamental understanding, sort of feeling out with his supernatural sense, sort of a fundamental understanding of how the source fire works. Um, because the only weakness I could think about is the fact that, like, if this fellow drops too many times he's going to come back broken in a way that can't be fixed so there's that and i think spadefoot starts to understand that as Hmm. he's pondering him beyond that like a bullet would probably do it (laughs) good thing i've got one right here that's sick this is this is somebody that you can use as a very proficient tool because he cannot he is a weapon that can't be killed however meat shield if this guy goes down, if you use him too hard, it's going to be a long time before you can use him again. You know what I mean? He mm-hmm. has to move from Luna Lay War to here. And he knows where he's going now, but that's still going to be a hot minute in a time that you might need him. So so I think this interpretation is twofold. Like, first of all, he's got no weakness. You can use him, right, in this way. Um, but the, the, the catch-22 of that, which is what you sort of sense, is that... If you do use him too hard, like this is a resource that can can be hurt in a way that can't come back. You know, it's not like Herbert getting wounded and healed. It's like if this mm-hmm. guy goes down, like I mean, he's gonna start coming back a little Zambi. Fucked up. Yeah. I think Spadefoot kind of just like tilts his head a little and he's like, Oh, you are special. <laughs> special. Yes. Um, yeah. What do you mean? <laughs> Don't worry about it. He starts to sweat. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You're go um Go help those people who are crying, I guess, or something. Okay. <laughs> Good idea. Spadefoot just shows up on the scene. Go! Like, oh, Go away. <laughs> <laughs> We're hey, done with this conversation. Do <laughs> you see this crown on no, my no, no. head? I'm yeah. you, but better. Mm-hmm. Go help yeah. them. Yeah. Fill their backpacks in a mm-hmm. way that's yeah. well-weighted. Go get a bucket <laughs> or something. 
know. I think that if he leaves. Set a small fire and douse it. Why don't you go cry with the rest of them? <laughs> <laughs> Run down to the store and get me some blinker fluid. Yeah, right. Gonna need three packs of sink root and a carton of goat milk. Mm-hmm. Please hurry. <laughs> chop, chop. Okay. Well, I think Spadefoot would turn to them and be like, wow, um, he can't die? <laughs> yes. Moon elves. That's it. I mean, I've never met a moon elf before. Well, you have met a moon elf. <sighs> Murdoch. Yeah. The obsidian skinned man. You're the oh. one who clocked him. I think in episode three. Fuck me. I'm just stupid. <laughs> no, it's just been like years. <laughs> Literally three years. Yeah. Oh, this is one that's actually put together then. Mm-hmm. Hmm. This is one that is lacking the corruption. I was going to say, not a jerk. Yeah. He is nice. Do we just have a bunch of farmers with us? And? They won the fight. A lot of armies out there made up of just farmers. Most armies. I think this is a point where Spadefoot understands the situation now. Mm. And he's like, oh, mm-hmm. fuck, all these people are going to fucking die. Yeah, that's, that's war. Yeah. That's a war. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. Yeah. Well, think about it. You're like some weird mythical little fairy boy. Who doesn't then, really know war. And then you get like dropped into this new space and you're like, yeah, I'm a part of this. Okay, everything kind of sucks. I understand everybody's sad and they're crying. Oh, and now they're going to die. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty rough. I think Arlo's reading your face a bit. And he, she says, um, the party has put together a pretty competent plan and how to let these people help us and do their part without putting them in too much risk. So they can fill you in on that, I suppose. That's but a relief. Our current objective is to get the rest of the sword parts so that we can forge it. And we're hoping from what we've heard last night of Lionel's tales that you might be the one to wield it against the dragon. I know it's a pretty heavy weight. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think it's our only option, but... That's um, good. It's at the very least um, a good idea. I think among... All that you see here, you have the most experience with a sword. Yeah, the most experience with a sword. That's why I took no skills with swords. But we have a lot of ground to cover, and the case may be that we find someone better. The ah, objective perfect. really replace is, me. The objective really is to get the sword working because we have grown to understand that it is a weapon that can deal harm to the dragon. I think there are other ways. Um, for instance. Lori over there has a fucking gun, um, but the sword <laughs> is definitely going to be very useful um, from what we understand. The party's made a, a great number of sacrifices to earn that information. To my understanding, we can hurt this dragon in many ways, but I think the only way we're going to kill it is with the sword. That's right. Well, we still have to find the blade. Does Ezek have the <laughs> hilt still? Uh, I thought he passed that off to Herbert. Yeah, Yeah, he passed it off to Herbert. Wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) I was just panicking because, like, what if he just like fucking dropped it somewhere? He's like, we don't need this shit. (laughs) This doesn't look like it's useful. I got it. The mission was to get it, and now I can just enter the river. (laughs) (laughs) Safe now. Yeah. I think Echo does like walk over to Arlo and say, "Like, are you okay?" I'm actually doing a lot better than I normally am. Are you okay? I don't know. Spadefoot's back. Looks at Spadefoot. <laughs> can't get a better, you know, picker-upper than having Spadefoot around, I think. Did you uh, 
during the the battle, did you see a lot of combat? Uh, less than I thought I would, but yeah, I had I had a bit of a, a scrap with some of them. Borda wouldn't back down, and um, I just I just speak so I had to speak like this, but I, I think it very much cost her Cassandra's life. Um, anyway, the little unit that Borda was leading, I I saw that she went back down, so I I came along and we fought along the border of the the forest for quite a while. I'm I'm really shocked how little of uh, a blow we actually suffered like these people me um, too i think the training from gwydion and the iron barrel armor from the mechanist and, and herbert really without without those things we would have been in a, a lot worse shape but i think it ultimately comes down to these folks wanted it more than than the king did and i'm hoping that that i'm hoping that momentum stays with them as we start this journey because it is quite the journey it is going to be quite the journey. It's going to be long. It's going to be dangerous. But we're almost done, I think. I think this is it. For better or for worse, I think it's going to be over in the next few days to weeks. I'm already asking myself, what now? But I suppose that's a question for if we can do this. Because to me, it's to me it's an if. I think it uh, used to be a win, but nowadays it's an if. I don't think it's a bad thing. I think it's, for me, it's a lot healthier of a way to view it. But for the world, <laughs> yeah, for the world, not not a great development. For me, it can't be an if. It has to be a win. I have debts to pay. I have things to do. And I have to do these things. So for now, what we do now, and she like looks her dead in the eyes, she says, we survive. Okay, how do we start? Um, we start with walking. We have to move out. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah, like uh, kind of a private conversation in Spadefoot. Like that's why we stood way over here. Oh, well, you know. It's okay. Why are you talking so loud then? I'm just, I'm just kidding. Well, because we're, we're trying to make a podcast. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. So we're trying to kind of like, you know. I didn't understand. Yeah, it's fine. You know. I get it now. All right, let's go. <laughs> All right. Uh, Is Lionel coming? Lionel is coming with you. Yes! Oh, okay. <laughs> cool. That's going to be awesome to edit. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Welcome, welcome to me being the problem. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Is that, that's new. <laughs> Bob's shired. <laughs> okay. So, does everybody, does it look like everybody's ready to move out? Everyone has. Everybody's done crying for the moment. Everyone has packed up and, um. It seems like backpacks are the way here. They seemingly have had a shipment of like canvas sacks that they're wearing on their their back. There's sort of like a supply line that you're noticing start to form between Sunbeam, Red Row, and here. Uh, but at this point, that's starting to dwindle as like everyone is sort of ready. Um, there's also a little bit more people here than there were after the battle started. It seems like... Picked up some Crimson Crown. Crimson Crown, but also like... You recognize a few faces that maybe you didn't interact with, but from Red Row that are just seemingly here, which take that as you will. I mean, the news is that this is happening. So if common folk are are figuring this out, joining the cause from different places, then um, keep in mind that probably, you know, that that's a pretty well known thing. You know what I mean? That, yeah, that's known. 
that this is happening. There's a large group of people moving around uh, Yaddle. I'm going to also need to be reminded, like I, Patrick, I'm going to need to be reminded of the plan. Right. I think I am too. Uh, but in terms of these people, they some are wide-eyed, some are passionate. Everyone's a little scared, but they're very well organized. They've they've become in a matter of a few weeks uh, quite the unit, and they're all traveling light with backpacks and like either blades or pitchforks, some with just shields. But they look well prepared for a long and arduous journey, believe it or not. So, what is the plan here exactly? Um, from, from what I understand, we were like going to march this group of people northeast. Um, our party mm-hmm. was going to split off at some point and uh, head straight to Veermore while the, uh, the re- remaining, I guess, campaign mm-hmm. uh, would be preparing to essentially guard our exit from Veermore. And right. those are being led by Emerald. That's where he went. Mm-hmm. He, he led all of those people yes. that way. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm just kind of sad that we haven't had a moment of like, Emerald either hide getting to meet Spadefoot and hearing Madeline <laughs> have a mental breakdown. Just like talk to herself for about 10 minutes because <laughs> I know for a fact that given the characters that she'd have, <laughs> both of these characters would just pick each other apart trying to find out as much about the other one. And I want to see Madeline do that. So where are you from? Where are you from? <laughs> yeah. I'd like to discern myself. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to discern. Oh Can my god! What this guy's deal is? <laughs> I'm. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna level with you. I really don't want to fucking do that. <laughs> I know, but not done it. I could. I think you have done this before. I have. Yeah, I feel like you have. Yeah. Okay, so I'm that person. Yeah. These people are here now. Emerald leading these people and also leading a unit of um, network like we were discussing before, to kind of bolster this, I don't think are the same thing. So these people are going to watch Tower Harvest, and I know about the exit thing, but they're also, from what I remember, supposed to kind of be protecting your entrance, too, from, yeah. say, yeah. back, you know, backpedal- mm-hmm. or backpedalers, from people, like, coming in behind you, yeah. agents of the enemy coming mm-hmm. in behind you. Yeah. And they're using Watchtower Harvest. They're going to reclaim that from the very small amount of Red Crown that are still there and use that as sort of a home base to guard you guys' asses, right? Mm-hmm. My uh, catching the story. Okay, oh, so yeah. if Emerald mm-hmm. is doing the, you know, wet works of kind I didn't of know he was doing that. Doing that so. That's what I thought because we're talking about dead drops. We're talking about the spy moves and stuff. Okay, so I think I'm starting to understand the plan now. And I don't think there's a reason that Emerald couldn't do the network stuff that we've talked about off air mm-hmm. and this at the same time if these guys are leaving you know, a good half day ahead of the, uh, of mm-hmm. the party. Um, but the people that we've been talking about mm-hmm. in this scene, they're still there. And this proves to be a bit of a problem. I think you're, they've left during the dawn and we're, you know, we're getting closer to late morning now. And uh, as the core party begins to put their stuff together and get ready to move, and you've got a gaggle of about 15 people, um, including Borda, that are a lot more stoic, are a lot more um, hard-faced, and they're kind of clustered around Borda as sort of an impromptu leader, and she's sitting on a stump amidst some of this smoldering ruin of the Crimson Citadel, and her head's kind of cocked, and she's just sort of 
watching you guys. Specifically, she's keeping an eye on Herbert. Hmm. So at a distance, she's probably about 500 feet away if you want to talk to her. But they're just sort of like very hard-bodied and like waiting and watching from a distance. They don't seem to be trying to interact with you because I think that at this point, and you're able to pick up on this, they know that you don't want them to go with you. These people do. Whoever these people are, I think you're stuck with them. You can try and change that, but they're over there. So no, I wouldn't take that away from them. So these people are going to be with us then? Seems like it. Do you know that one? Which one? The front one. You just looking you at just you. Tilted, tilted your head in a direction. There's a lot of fucking people over there. Well, look over there. I think Herbert he's... looks. It <laughs> <laughs> makes eye contact with Borda. <laughs> yeah. I that think one. he's... Uh, oh, um, you're talking about Borda, yeah. Yeah, I, I know her. Well... At least, you know, the last couple of weeks? Is it a week? Is it, days. Has, has it been days? Days. I, I thought th- it took like a week to get down there. Yeah. And yeah. Like, we had a couple of days in camp. You've known Borda for about two weeks now. No. Yeah. Okay. No, she fought with us in the tower. She gave up a lot. Lost oh. uh, one of her children in the fight. Well, then I think it makes sense for her to come with us. Oh, yeah. I don't think that we could stop him. Great. Also in that same group is Lionel, by the way. The uh, the fucking old man. He's very tall. He's very crooked. Big, strong jaw. But yeah, he's he, this is an old man. But his wiry form definitely displays that of uh, a warrior who has aged well. This guy's very fit, and though his body is broken in, in an obvious way um, from too many encounters, the sword at his side is definitely definitely handled with confidence. Great. Great. My best friend's going to die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> awesome. Mm-hmm. Yep. Do you want to go talk to him? He's here. Yeah. I want us to move. I think Spadefoot's mm-hmm. like, let's start walking. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, yeah. you get up and you start walking. And they stay for a bit, but just as you've started to reach probably about 300 meters to the east, you see them, like, rise up. They were already ready as well um, and sort of, like, follow in a flank on you guys. A few of them are a lot closer, including Lionel. But, yeah, Borda's main unit is staying pretty far away from you guys. Okay, and you start to move. You start this journey across the greater half of the Crystal Woods. In this main unit, uh, let's do a quick tally just to get a picture of who's moving. So it's it's Echo, it's Herbert, it's Gwydion, it's Spadefoot. Arlo, Ezek is with you. Is Winter in this main unit? I think that's a choice we so. can make. It doesn't add, I mean, she it's can definitely you. move to the, I mean, the Watchtower will need people, right? I would like it if Winter, if it's up to me, Yes. I, I would like to be known that probably at some point Gwydion and Winter spoke. And Gwydion probably proposed to her two ideas, either go to the watchtower. I was like, yes! (laughs) (laughs) Proposed! Oh my god! Sorry, Josh. I will literally never be done, but continue. I'm like fanning myself. I wanted to remember who did not speak in that whole interaction just now. Thanks. Thanks, Patrick. (laughs) You're welcome. Congratulations on your uh, reward of one Josh Buck. (laughs) <laughs> Unbelievable. 
No, okay. So let's like and, either like, you know, hey, these are the two things like I'm just worried about you coming with me. And also, I think the best way you can help all of us, including me, is to either watch over these people so Gwydion isn't worried sick mm. or go back to the Red Branch and wait for the horn. Mm. Just because diplomatically, like what if the horn is blown and they're hesitant? Yeah. And I know mm. that she's not in the greatest with them, but I mean, she was there on the ground level. She could say, I've seen this shit go down. Like, it's really happening. The horn really, that is the horn. Like, you have to answer, you know, you kind of discussed it with her in private, probably off to the side. So I don't know what you want to do with those two paths, but I think it was one of those things like, William never would tell her what to do, but just kind of pleaded, like, please, these two ideas are what I think would be best. Yeah. Um, I think, I think there's, and we can handle this scene right now, although I think you'll have the opportunity to talk to her because you guys will probably be passing nearby once yeah, Tower Harvest again. Probably. Anyway. Um, so we don't even have to go to that scene at the moment if you don't want to. But I think that her idea is to kind of go north of Watch, like lead these people or help them get there, and then go north to Watchtower so that she can lead the knights into Veermore if that call is mm-hmm. heard. Right. You okay. know what I mean? Because I don't think that she thinks. I would imagine Gwydion doesn't either, that they'll ignore the horn, but going in as a big unit into Veermore together is probably something that the knights aren't ready to do. I mean, yeah, one of these sects of knights that me and Josh are aware of, but maybe even the table is, and I know the listeners are, um, have been essentially magically asleep for hundreds of years. So, like, I don't know if these guys are going to be necessarily, like, Ready and rear, and they'll need a, a yeah. strong woman ahead, you know, to, yeah. to lead Jesus. them into this. Yeah. So, is Marley with you guys? Oh, so, yeah. I, mean, I'd say I, so. would, I would, I would say, say so. I would Marley say if, does what Marley wants. Yeah. If anybody was with us, it would definitely be Marley. Yeah. There's no getting rid of Marley. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I'd want to. No. Yeah. If you're saying it's Marley's choice, she might want to be holding that banner and leading these people. Oh, I would yeah. imagine that. Yeah. Cool. So, and yeah, it's Marley's choice. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, I don't think Marley's with you on this. She'll be she'll be their their actual leader in terms of getting into the watchtower. That's cool. And formulating this sort of line, this barrier, um, hands across America style oh of the border of Veermore. <laughs> Holy shit! Um, <laughs> somebody that is with you that I think is probably of note, but we haven't really delved into it a lot is Tegan, who's the young man with the long black hair, the the wiry swordsman who whose father whose grandfather. Uh, was killed in Ghoul's Crest and impassioned by your salvation of his town has joined Watchtower. Uh, cool. Nice. Do you not remember who that is, Matt? Oh, fuck no. Mm-hmm. I vaguely do. <laughs> nope. No fucking clue. <laughs> I think the only person that's actually interacted with him at all was Echo when Echo came to talk with Arlo when they met up in Sunbeam for the first time. Yeah. And he was there as mm. her sort of like guardsman in gotcha. the city. And she she basically dismissed him. It was like, give us a second, Tegan, and her and Echo talk, remember? Great. Um, so it's you four, Tegan, Arlo, Borda's gang, plus Lionel, and Ezek. And that's it, unless cool. anybody can think of anybody else. No. Nope. I think that sounds good. Wow. Okay. It's our band of strange, mangled people. Great. So oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's quite the group. Um, real quick, um, I gotta interrogate Gwydion real quick. Interrogate? Well, not interrogate, but like, uh, you know, talk. 
with Gwydion because he's the only one who's like carrying a sword, and I think that would be interesting. Mm. And the yeah. fact that it's a crystal sword. Do I know? First off, starting point. Do I know anything about the crystal sword? It'd be cool if you did. <laughs> There's two months of empty time that we haven't really delved into with Spadefoot after the Spadefoot arc ended. So I'm not really sure what he was up to. If part of that was researching, then maybe. I mean, I think it would be a shit ton of research. Where at? Where did he go? Greenwood. Greenwood. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. By himself. Easy. I think he I think he hopped around to where the pioneers are, Jack Snap, and mm. what other town would be in between and just read through their libraries. Mm. There was the Bonenbrew as well. Oh, yeah. Remember that place? Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to hear more about the Bone and Brew, you guys can check out Gaming on the Rocks. Nope. I think they had a whole arc about that. Yeah. Really cool place in Lavinland. Yeah, sorry, guys. Bone and Brew is cool, but you'll have to look into the Lavinland Extended Universe if you want to hear more about oh, it. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, listen to our sister podcast. They're over there. They're killing it. Okay, neato. Um, roll with. Let's find out. Well, I lost Is It Esoteric in Nature. Oh, oh fucking yeah. garbage. Um, 10. I mean, I think you have a fundamental understanding that this is a relic of the Vermorian people, but I don't think that you know <laughs> much more than somebody who Rats. was in it in an insular way, you know? But you're aware of what it is. Okay. You know? <laughs> How about that bow on Echo's back? Ooh, oh, yeah. I, I forgot about that. I think uh, that's such an obscure relic. I don't know if Spadefoot would really know about that. That was something I was kept in secrecy. Mm, that's know? true. Yeah. It's a personal thing. I got some plans for it. We'll get to it soon. But the crystal I'm going to set it on fire, you know, crack it down the middle, put it mm-hmm. in a campfire. Just yep. get rid of it real quick. No big deal. The crystal sword, he he, he, he would recognize that for sure. Um, so I definitely can't help but notice that you have the crystal sword. I do. So, I, do. I mean, do you care to elaborate on why you have it? Yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> It's from where I lived, where I grew up at, and the dragon came and went and killed everyone there. I was lucky to even find the sword. Oh, well, um, I'm sorry. Do you know what the sword does? Kind of. I've struggled with it for some time. Um, I believe that my ancestors in some way speak through that sword and all of our memory of our people are in that sword all the stories and the power behind those stories but i have trouble calling it up and i'm never really sure if i'm using it to its full potential or not so i'm still working on that i mean i was fresh out of training when all this happened you know there were others that i think would have been a better fit for this but they're gone so it's up to me to figure this out and maybe one day pass it on to someone else. Well, so you are the best fit for it. I guess so. Do you, um, I mean, <clears throat> could I take a look at it? It's sort of, you know, I look at things. Yeah, I mean, you've got braids, I've got braids. <laughs> That's really all it you takes. You can't be all that bad. <clears throat> I mean, you have acorns in your hair. I guess it's a custom with my people, too. So, and then Gwydion takes one of his acorns out of his hair and gives it the spade foot. Well, day made. <laughs> yep. Do you want to do kung fu in the, in the garage? <laughs> <laughs> yep. 
Okay. I think Spadefoot's very flattered. This is the first time um, that Gwydion has able to find a sage to interact with the sword. Exactly. This is what I'm trying. I'm trying to help you. Yeah, I think Gwydion knows that. And then Gwydion hands the sword over to Spadefoot. Oh, um, I mean, I didn't really think you would just hand it to me. But it's fine, Spadefoot. <laughs> 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 Bye! <laughs> Little legs can't catch me. <laughs> See ya. I'm so fucking fast. <laughs> you don't even know how fucking fast I am. <laughs> I imagine that Echo's riding a little bit ahead, like slow riding on her lugger. And uh, when she hears this and like she looks over her shoulder and she kind of comes back. Mm, yeah. She's curious too. Nosy, nosy, nosy. <laughs> yep. What's going on over here? Yep. Mm. Um, well, because I am sage and super sage, I can discern it twice. Sorry, you're super sage? I don't remember writing <laughs> Super sage. Super yeah, super it's sage. right here. It's called, sage three. it's called super sage. Discern twice in a day. It's called vigilant. Okay. <laughs> um, I want to know its primary ability. Can you do that for items? How does that work? Yeah. yeah. I don't think that's how I, items work. Madeline. For item, I know its purpose and okay. how to use it. Okay, and so you're doing both of those. Mm-hmm. Um, its purpose is, I mean, very much I think what Gwydion has said, but I think Gwydion's speaking in, in a more, and I might be wrong here, but I'm, mm-hmm. I'm the way I took it is Gwydion speaking in an almost like a, a philosophical sense that it holds the, the memories of his people. And that's really not the case. I know Gwydion has grown suspicious that this is true, but um, the memories of his people Although it doesn't have all memories of people, right? It's not like an automatic record. But the stories that were spoken to this sto- this sword, mm-hmm. the the stories that were under Vermore's moonlight, whispered to it in times of great passion or great trouble, were remembered in the grains of crystal that run along its length. In terms of how you use it, each of those stories that were passed down you know, they've they've always had a, a place in Veermore's culture as tools of survival, tools of advancement, tools of understanding oneself. And those stories can be now accessed. Those stories are there and they can be accessed as tools for Gwydion and the people that he loves. In terms of how you use it, it's not that Gwydion hasn't done what's right. I think that the fundamental understanding that you gain of this blade is that saying stories and pleading for help uh, as a sort of like transactional thing is exactly how you use it. Mm-hmm. What you're sensing from it, this thing is mourning alongside Gwydion. And for a long time, it has been unable to act to its full potential. But you're starting to see a glimmer of light in the cracks along the crystal blade in its edges. And you're starting to see it begin to wake up, especially as it gets closer to home. Cool. I don't think there's anything that Gwydion necessarily is doing wrong with this thing. It's just sad. It's just down. And on top of all that, I think what could help it and um, and spark it, you know, because I think it's close to being ready. But what could help it even further to do that, to become more powerful, is... To hear more stories from Mm. Gwydion. And from Gwydion, what I mean by that is like many times when Gwydion was calling on this blade alone or calling on this blade in times of trouble, he was around people 
this thing is yearning for a connection with Gwydion on a personal level. Mm. Gwydion, Gwydion needs to be alone with this thing for, for a while at some point and tell it that it's time to wake up. And what's his purpose? I mean, I think that is its purpose. It's the, the holding of the memories. Okay. We talked about that and then we mm-hmm. talked about how to use it. Gotcha. That's super interesting. Great. The moment that this thing has, I'm just giving you extra stuff. The moment that this thing has one more moment of personal connection with Gwydion is the moment that this thing can be used to its full potential, which like in terms of, you know, that's what it does is hold those stories. But I guess the other part of that is to let those stories out in a real way that can change the world around Gwydion. You know, I think it's um, funny that you say that you're alone because... The sword is, in a way, your people, and I can tell that you're sad, um, and so is the sword. You should try talking to it by yourself. Talking, talk to it like you would actually talk to your relatives. You wouldn't ask your relatives for help all the time. You'd ask them how the weather is. Yeah, that's true. I hadn't thought about it that way. So maybe you give that a try, but you're already, it seems like you're already doing it. It's there. You can see it in the little cracks in the crystal. It it kind of, it kind of moves. Yeah. I guess I've just been so busy. I haven't spent much time with it. I've just been going and going. Well, now's the perfect opportunity. Thanks, Batefoot. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sorry that you lost everyone, but... At the same time, you've sort of found everyone back here in the sword. Yeah. I mean, I'm sad, but I'm not as sad as I was. I mean, that's how it is. You lose something, and then you regain other things. It's a, it's a give and take. Well, you should take this back and um, keep it safe. I will. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thanks for looking at it. Yeah. It's been if- hard trying to figure it out all, all on my own. It's nice to have someone around that can help me. <laughs> Not like fucking worthless emerald ether hide, am I right? Oh, what a, a fucking sword. idiot. It's big glowy rock sword. <laughs> bing, bing, bing. <laughs> Echo says, it's good to have you back. And then she rides back up to the front. Oh, she's mad at me, isn't she? I don't think so. I think she is. I don't know how the two of you were. I mean, I've gotten along with Echo pretty well. I mean. Well, I mean, look at her. She's stubborn as fuck. Well, we can't all just be sad boys. Hmm. You have to have some stubborn people, too. You have some choices here. So many choices. Spadefoot, you can talk to Lionel. <laughs> wow! He's walking nearby. <laughs> Sorry. He's walking nearby, you Lionel is. Yeah. Um, you could split down a Glisten Gulch and go and speak with the, I guess, the the heart of the plants that Gwydion is connected to. I mean, Gwydion, you're feeling in the, the mediation plants across your your arm that they're they're coiling and constricting as you get closer to glisten gulch heading this direction Um, it's just a a quick dip two miles to the south and then from there it's you know if you do if you don't want to go there or if you do want to go there either way fuck yeah let's do it it's a question of ever if you want to split through knack swamp to get across the sunder or if you want to go south of the, the sunder and sort of circumvent it entirely or, of course, you could take one of Halia's tunnels and go through the sunder. But either way, you got to figure out how to 
get there. I guess you could say fuck the Sunders general zone and spend another day going on to, down to Wandred Village and then cutting north, but it's kind of it's kind of your call. You got a lot of options here. I'm down with whatever's fastest. I think what's, we, have, we have a lot to do. I don't know. I think what's fastest is probably going through one of Hallie's tunnels. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. But it's also going to be the most dangerous. Oh, I mean, great. That's the trade-off, right? Yeah. Of course. I, Not always, but in this case, yeah, definitely. I feel like I just passed through the Sunder and the tunnels, and here we are as an option again. We have been here before, haven't we? Mm-hmm. Well... I think Echo's looking at the map. Yep, says, it's a map. We could probably... She ignores you. We could probably... <laughs> I mean, the fastest way is the tunnels, right? Mm-hmm. How wide are these tunnels? Do we know? Well, um, judging by Lavinlin logic, probably five by five. Right, <laughs> yeah. Because every single... Um, I'm sorry. I ask how tall the ceilings are everywhere we go. I know the general spatial. Well, this is place. Hellia. She has a particular style. And I oh think, yeah, remember, it's six by six. No, yeah. remember <laughs> last time it, she six by six by six. These tunnels have enough uh, boring and uh, infrastructure in them to have a whole portacolis inside. I mean, they're pretty big. Sixteen by sixteen. Yeah, something like that. I guess. Yeah. Sixteen and a half feet tall. Yeah. <laughs> He's getting so mad. No, no. No, I'm trying to not fart. <laughs> uh, um, Echo says, I'm going to say the tunnels. I mean, it's... Uh. So how mad are you? I don't know if mad's the word. Ah, fuck. Well, I finally understand sort of, kind of, what mad is... So I get it. I mean, that's where the conversation ends for me. But do you still have it? Yes. Oof. That's uh, a relief. It's, um, we've actually, while you were gone, we obtained more. We have a key. I'm not sure if I am supposed to be excited about that or concerned. <laughs> Maybe both. It's both. It's both. both. I'm going to go with Herbert on this and say it's definitely both. So at the, I'm trying to remember. Did Spade was Spadefoot around when we got the tumblers? No, no, mm-hmm. no, no. That's so we our first adventure with E. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we, we fucked that up completely. Oh yeah, we yes, absolutely. Wow, such a cluster. That was really awful. You two did a very I got bad job. so fucking scared. Well, I was having a blast. <laughs> no, no thoughts. <laughs> it really was. It was the only time in the campaign where you split the party, and that I think mm, yep. we never that's recognized true. that. But, like, that caused a lot of confusion. Uh, I mean, you left your tactician in a fucking closet. <laughs> yeah, he fucking <laughs> did. He was a wanted man in, like, yeah. an occupied town. Yeah. The yeah. funniest thing is we actually could have actively used Herbert in Tail Swap. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Didn't somebody call his name to yep, come up yep. and... Yep, the, the teller and called we were for like, him <laughs> as, like, one Whoopsies. of the first names. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, you go up to Lionel. Hello, my boy. How are you doing? I'm doing old. I'm doing old. Hmm. You look uh, fit as a cucumber. Hmm. I'm also older, if that counts. Ready to scrap like the old times? Um, I'm going to try. I've got a, a different type of sword now, but I still have my old sword. Um, 
You and still I guess, have the old sword. That well, you of made. course I do. It's the only one I had. Well, what have you been doing? How did you find yourself here? With I've been everybody. Uh, I've been healing, and I've been living. My time has been. Uh, I've stuck to my schedule, and he kind of like pants on his hilt. You know, it, it's kept my it's kept me sharp. It's kept me fit. How real quick? How old is he? Oh, he's maybe sixty. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but I suppose I I came into the fold with them uh, in the same way that that you did uh, when when you have needed help before and no one came. When you hear it again from someone else, the the need to be there is much stronger. I thought you were going to say floating down a river, but that is a much more poetic way to say it. Guys, <laughs> old now. Um, I want to discern him, and I want to know his primary ability. Um, he's a fighter. It's going to be Surge, okay. for sure. Cool. Good things to know. Taking note of uh, <laughs> all the people are going to fucking die. I hope he doesn't die, but I'm concerned. Spadefoot, my love and thankfulness for you is unending, but don't feel a need to, to talk to little old me. We, we were in the middle of a war. There's not much for us to say. I can make trees grow now. I'll take note of that. Mm-hmm. That's quite lovely. You can see, like, he is trying to remain serious, but that that interest there of the wild sense power, and as you're talking about it, he's, you know, he's tearing up a bit. It's reminding, oh, no. It's reminding of uh, him of her. Motherfucker. In, in a good way. I mean, he's just sort of- Fuck, nervous. man. We have a real chance. I think we do. Um, I mean, I know Echo and Herbert are quite capable of a lot of things, and it- Gwydion is too. I haven't seen it yet, but I'm positive. And these other people seem like they've seen things that could make them adapt to this situation quicker. That too, but I mean me and you. We have a real chance of doing something good here. I don't know if that's... That's why I'm here. Right. Me too. I don't know what else to say to him. God... I feel real bad for him. There's not much more to say. Well, let me know if you need anything. Uh, we'll need a whetstone at some point. Board, I forgot to pack one. Ugh. Awful. Can I make a whetstone? <laughs> I don't know. Can you? Explain to me, Justin, how would one go about making a whetstone? <laughs> well, so... How to make a whetstone? Yeah. Okay, um... Well, first you have to know where to mine whetstone, because it's something that you pull out of a vein, like you would gold, or silver, or chalk. Uh, it, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a mineral of a particular consistency that's used. You know, that's, I mean, like, um, in places where they don't have, you know, like super good, you know, uh, minerals for sharpening, say, like, you know, in our world, Japan, you know, they're they're known for their 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 okay. sharpening skills because they have the particular type of stone to do that. You know, if you live in like a third world country, you just fucking you use a rock, man. You just fucking it's whatever. Mm-hmm. You're just you're just shaping a softer metal to have an edge mm-hmm. with with rock. So 
Uh, I have no idea what the quality of, like, Lavalin's whetstones are, but I imagine it's mined just like sugar is here in this world. Hmm. Do, do the listeners know that sugar is mined? I know that, and that's they know it now. Oh. Yeah, sugar is a mineral here. Mm-hmm. Salt actually comes from a plant, though. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, comes from salt cane? Shit's fucked. Holy shit. Have we shit. talked about the three kinds of water on here? This is upsetting. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, uh, you, you dig it up. What? What? Malin's looking at me. I would like to say that I have a strong disdain in my eyes. Oh, why is that? What's going on? Nothing. Nothing. It doesn't matter. Um, I mean, figure out a way to approach the subject. Hmm. Well, I want to. Well, I'm just gonna fucking make one. There's crystal all over the place, right? Can I use like a normal piece of crystal? I would imagine like a lot of these like crystals cropping up. A lot of the fucking crystal woods could just be used in that manner, mm-hmm. as long as they're, you know, not too smooth. If they're like glass, then it won't work. But if they've got any sort of grit, I'm gonna find a crystal for him. Fuck it, whatever. Okay, you split off and uh, a little north. Get lost in the woods alone, <laughs> and I die. A little and north that's east it. Of, uh, Echo watches him leaving. As there he goes again. <laughs> there he goes forever. He's out. Um, <laughs> you split off a little northeast from the main group and a little ahead, and uh, come to a, a small grove of um, cypress trees, twisted cypress trees, where you can find a, a few chunks of uh, a sort of lime green looking transparent crystal. It looks to have a pretty thick sturdy grain to it great can can i take it i mean it's you can try it's in the ground um i'm going to these these are boulders that are uh, buried and rooted in the ground great so So i know because i'm smart that um cypress trees specifically bald cypress trees grow where there's a lot of water so i'm going to water weave and okay. I'm going to literally slice off a piece of this crystal with water. That's cool. Yeah. Can you tell me what that looks like? Um, I think he's sort of... I imagine Spadesfoot's magic sort of being very, like, wine-related, if that makes any sense. So I think he, like, literally, like, takes the water out of the ground like he would, like, pulling a strand out. Like, there's almost, like, a weight to it as you pull yeah. it from behind you. It's, like, coiling up mm-hmm. into, like, a thick, solid yeah. string of water. That's cool. And I think he would just, like, slap it down on that rock. <laughs> okay. It uh, rips through the crystal, and uh, you come back with a solid chunk of this crystal that Great. will do the trick. Great. I made this. Are you giving it to Lionel? Yep. You made this? Mm-hmm. Well, the crystal made itself. This is incredible. Um, it's just a piece of rock. Powers have certainly grown. Well, <laughs> well <laughs> you forget. Uh, we folk aren't as attuned with these things as you are. It's quite the feat for, for us. We have to find the material to build a tool and use the tool to... Anyway, Borda, and he kind of like tosses it behind um, she tosses it in a river and it's gone. <laughs> she she <laughs> kicks it like a hacky sack. <laughs> I was imagining kips it in her teeth, bites down, breaks it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, that's awesome. You've you've definitely helped the group. Oh. That way. All right. 
Oh, you want to parade? They all gather no, around you. And no, them. stop. I didn't even think about that actually helping the group. They I was just like, surfing. I want to do magic. They start crowd surfing Spadefoot. <laughs> stop. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is and the worst thing ever. Echoes wildly firing off fireballs in the air <laughs> for fireworks. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what's you guys' next move? Is it on the Glisten Gulch? Is it. Uh, I think we're going to Glisten Gulch. Yeah, I think we're going to Glisten Gulch. Do you okay. guys want to go to Glisten Gulch? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, have I, no idea where I haven't been there is. in 50 years. Wow. I thought Glisten Gulch was on like the southern coast. Well, we have to go around the Sunder. Yeah. But that's in the middle of the continent. We have to go around the Sunder. No, where you guys are at right now from walking, check the map. You're, yeah, Glisten Gulch is right here. You're like two miles south of Glisten Gulch right now. We're south of Glisten Gulch? No, no. we're two miles north of Glisten Gulch. Yeah, okay. sorry. Glisten Gulch is two miles south of you. So we're going to march out these people in the opposite direction? Well, we still... I'm okay with us going there, though. We still have to go... It's so we can go around the Sunder uh, if okay, we want yeah. to. Yeah, that's right. It won't be as quick, but, I mean, I think it's probably good if we go there. Because, yeah. I mean, Gwydion's got all this plant shit and he doesn't know how to use it. The more time we take, the more potions I can make. Yep. Exactly. Because, like, I had none for this fucking tower. Yeah, that yeah. was painful. Yeah. Well, I think Gwydion has a, a good understanding of how to use the ability the Median Fern has given to him. But um, part of this also has to do with, like, actually saying, like, hey, I have the me- I'm the medium of the, the plants now. Like, here I am. You told me you would help me. So where is it? Right. Yeah. That's kind of what that had to do with. Yeah. Mm. Okay. To Glisten Gulch. Onward to Glisten Gulch. You uh, you spend about fifteen minutes to half an hour taking a, a split down south and lead these people to the gulch. Now, alternatively, we could tell them to set up camp, and then the four of us could just break off for a little bit. That sounds cool. Yeah, that'd yeah. probably be better. We You're can right. Move quicker that way. Yeah. We're not leaving them. We're just. We're yeah, we'll come back and pick them up and stuff. But like yeah. that way, we can just go down there, you know, do do our our dark work in the shadows and come back. Yeah. Great. Okay. Borda begrudgingly agrees to this. <laughs> if it's going to be helpful to us, then it needs to be done. But I'm keeping my eye on you. That's As you should. Oh. Um, you split down south and. As you go, the forest gives way to open glades and big puddles of pond scum. And underneath your feet, a slosh begins. And sooner rather than later, the terrain turns into rolling wet plains pocked with willows, big and twisted, ancient things. And the ground begins to get covered in a thick carpet of um, ankle-high moss that squishes under each one of your heavy steps. And when you crest the uh, hill, you see the gulch spanning out in front of you, a labyrinth of uh, moss-covered chasms. And following the pulses and poles of the plants along your arm that form the median of, or excuse me, the bracer of the, the median of the, the plants and the plant life and yodel, you arrive at a small mound with a vertical cavern. And you can see the, the moss grows up and around the mound and then plummets down at an angle into a dark hole. And within it is the heart of the plants. 
We'll see you next time. 